Welcome everybody to a Thanksgiving edition of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host, John Ceno Evil. Let's get right down to it. Starting with AW Rampage. Now I won't go into too many details here as this was covered on this past episode of Collision Course as it air live with Collision. So if you want to hear me go into more details of this, me and Kate from Montreal uh, did review this show on Collision Course on Post Wrestling Cafe. But I'll go through the details here. Christian Cage defended the TNT Championship against Trent Beretta who won a four-way Earlier in the night on Collision to get this title match, and Christian hit the kill switch, not Luchasaurus, his finishing move to get the pin. Tony Storm defeated Emi Sakura after hitting a hip attack and a Storm Zero, and Roderick Strong defeated Action Andretti. This had a scary spy as Roddy fell on his neck during a standing Spanish fly that luckily looks, looks like nothing bad came out of it, but Roddy comes back at the end to hit the end of Heartache to win the match, and then the show ends with a brawl between Jay White and MGF that this was the lead-in show before Full Gear. We go to Impact Wrestling. This is from the Cicero tapings in Chicago, Illinois. For the Impact World Tag Team Championships, ABC defense against Kenny King and Sheldon Jean. Fun match where, the art, where they hit the Art of Finesse and the fold combo to Jean as Chris Bay gets the pin. Uh, it has been reported that Kenny King's contract with Impact has ended, so it looks like this might be his last match unless there's something else they might have filmed. Um, you would think he would get a little bit more of a uh, write-off, maybe even a match with Sheldon Jean to kind of put him over before leaving, but we'll see if he does stay a little bit longer. We get a quick video from MK Ultra, pretty much just calling out any tag team to challenge them next. Moose defeated Heath after hitting the spear with some help from Brian Myers on the outside. And they kept attacking Heath after the match until Rhino comes out and gores Myers as Moose escapes. We then see Moose put out a challenge to Rhino for final resolution. Laredo Kid, Black Taurus, and Juventud Guerrero defeated the Rascals, including Myron Reed making his impact debut here, although he has been part of the Rascals in the Indies with with uh, Trey Miguel and uh, Wentz. Nice to see both Reed and Hoovy here as well. And this is Hoovy appeared, even though Hoovy appeared at Bound for Glory in the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, this is um, the first time he appeared on Impact TV since 2003. Black Tourist gets the pin on Reed, though, after catching him in the sky with a spear, followed by Destination Hellhole for the pin. Conan was on commentary, and he was great here. He was giving some great insight about the history of Lucha here in TNA and Impact, uh, in the city of Chicago, and then hyping up the upcoming Impact Triple R show that will happen at the end of November. Bully Ray and Jordan Grace defeated Steve Macklin and Kylan King. Good interaction here from Kylan as uh, Bully is her trainer. Uh, then Grace ended Kylan with the Juggernaut driver to get the pin here. Tense moment at the end where Bully had Grace's Call Your Shotgun the trophy and uh, pretty much held on to it, telling her to snatch from his hand, which she did before he shook it. Trinity defeated Sunny Kiss. This is legit a uh, match that I've been wanting. I'm sure a lot of people have been wanting for years, including them two, uh, having similar styles and having shown great respect for each other over the years. Uh, Sunny even did some of Trinity's booty-centric moves here. Really fun. Total non-stop action, pun intended, until the end, where Trinity hit her set-out uh, set driver to roll up Kiss for the pin. I'm not sure what the name of this move is. If anybody knows, please let me know. It's basically like a uh, a sit-down, um, yeah, sit-down like driver, and just she kind of like turns you around uh, to get the pin. Main event here. Oof, what can I say about this match? Definitely check it out. Will Ospreay defeated Josh Alexander. Another great Ospreay match. What a surprise. 20 plus minutes here. Uh, it's on their YouTube channel. Just check it out, please. Crazy last minute. I mean, the entire match was crazy, but the last five minutes really, really picked it up here with the sequences until the Stormbreaker from Ospreay to get the pin here. And then there was a uh, little promo that he um, did. This is also on the only on the YouTube channel where he pretty much talks about his love for TNA and um, the main event for Unbreakable 2005 being the reason why he got into wrestling and how he needs to be in a TNA ring once they make the change over to TNA. So even though he signed with AEW, hopefully he uh, gets to at least work one show, um, possibly the uh, Hard to Kill show that's coming up in January. 
We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Trent Beretta defeated Peter Avalon. Beretta came out uh, with Arn Cassidy and Chris Statlander. No Chuck Taylor. Still not sure what's going on with him, but I am enjoying Beretta's little singles run here. And he gets to win after hitting the strong zero in a pretty good back-and-forth match. Dalton Castle with an interview backstage with Lexi, saying that he's been calm and he's known Eddie Kingston for 15 years and knows that he's faster and better than Eddie. But Lexi Nair is questioning how confident Castle really is. He doesn't seem too confident here. The Outrunners defeated Jacoby Watts and Sebastian Wolf. Watts is the former Dean Alexander, who technically made his debut on last week's Dynamite but didn't get a chance to reintroduce his new character, which he does here, cutting a promo where he pretty much has like this southern cowboy uh, oil tycoon slash preacher type gimmick. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing here. Um, but he couldn't really explain himself as the Outrunners attack him and his partner, Wolf, and get their first win in Ring of Honor after taking out Wolf. The Outrunners cut a real 80s-style promo backstage after really enjoying these guys. Emmy Sakura defeated the much taller Kel, making her Ring of Honor debut here. Um, she has been on AEW Dark, and she has been going by Rebel Kel in the indies, uh, I guess with the other Rebel technically still signed. I'm not sure where she is. Um, they just wanted to shorten her name here a little bit. Sakura ended her quickly, though, with a butterfly into the backbreaker to get the pen. The boys, Brandon and Brent, that is, defeated the Bollywood boys after hitting a pendulum uh, on Gurv Singh to get the pen, and they kept their mask on the whole time, which only confused the commentary even more. They're also confused by the Bollywood boys. I don't think they look that similar, but <laughs> for whatever reason Ian and Caprice uh, couldn't tell them apart. We go to Tony Khan who announces due to Samoa Joe forfeiting the Ring of Honor World Television Championship we will have a six-way survival of the fittest match at Final Battle and we'll have eliminator matches here on Honor Club in the coming weeks to determine who will be in this match. The Renegades are in the back hyping up their tag match for tonight before Maria walks in and wants to get a word with them. So she's still doing her little recruiting here. Athena and Billy Starks defeated Brooke Havoc and Johnny Robbie. Commentary brought up how Athena and Starks both had matching gear and seemed more on the same page now. And during the match, Starks started to show a more aggressive side, similar to Athena. But Athena attacked herself in and hit the despicable knee on Havoc to get the pin. Athena and Starks kept attacking the opponents after the match. So it looks like uh, Billy is turning into a little mini Athena. Ethan Page and Tony Nese had a segment backstage pointing fingers at each other for cheating and setting up their rematch for the following episode. Rachel Ellering and Layla Hirsch defeated the Renegades when Ellering rolled up Charlotte Renegade to get the pin after she went crashing into Robin Renegade. Maria comes out after to help Layla Hirsch up and brushes away Ellering when she was trying to help her up as well. Athena, Billy Starks, and Lexi Nira backstage as Athena says Starks has been doing a great job in showing more violence, but Athena says that there is nobody for her for final battle. So, my guess is, with Eddie Kingston tied up in this Continental Classic here, there won't be a Ring of Honor World Championship match, so I'm guessing they're going to be main eventing with the Women's World Championship, so... The biggest main event they could do, obviously, is Athena with versus Ronda Rousey. They did type the match that's airing on this week's episode of... Uh, or the next week's episode of Ring of Honor. So, um, they do have that, but I feel like they could bring her back to do either one-on-one match between Athena and uh, Ronda Rousey, or maybe a triple threat with Billy Starks included. Um, but I feel like Billy should be the one to take the title from Athena, but with them having Ronda in the palm of their hands, they might pull the trigger and want to uh, make that the main event to get some more eyeballs on Ring of Honor. But um, I feel like Ronda is going to be involved one way or another in uh, December 15th uh, final battle show. Back to this, this show, Marina Shafir defeated Amira in minutes, making quick work for her, making her tap out to a chokehold. Commander and Elhio de Vikingo defeated Christopher Daniels and Mass Side Down. A pretty damn good match here where Vikingo hit the frog splash with an Eddie shimmy on Daniels for the pen, and then all four men took a bow after. And in the main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Eddie Kingston defeated Dalton Castle. A really hard for fall battle here. Um, Eddie having hit three spinning back fists to get the pen on Castle to retain. And then Eddie shook Castle's hand after and said that this is for Brody Lee, and the show ends with a backstage promo from Kingston, who's with Lexi and pretty much called out himself as a real world champion um, more than most others who barely show up at work so i'm not sure if this is like a precursor to him putting up the titles for the um 
the Continental Classic for the Triple Crown or what, but this is uh, definitely him showing a little bit of frustration here. MLW Fusion, this is just a go-home show for their Fightland uh, pay-per-view, which was this past weekend. I do have a report on PulseWrestling.com, so they pretty much just showcase matches from Jacob Fatu and Alice Kane ahead of their title match, including Jacob Fatu defeating Calvin Tankman on Never Say Never, Alice Kane defeated Willie Jack, uh, sorry, Willie Mack at Fury Road, and Alice Kane defeating Tom Lawler at Slaughterhouse. Women of Wrestling Superheroes. We start with a Women of Wrestling Championship match as Princess Aussie retains against Gloria Glitter in a good matchup here. After hitting the cutoff from Down Under and a frog splash for the wind. And then after Aussie, Aussie presented a championship challenge match to determine who she will face next as there are so many people gunning for her title here, which uh, David McLean agreed on. So let's like we'll be getting some sort of multi-person match to determine Princess Aussie's next contender soon. Adriana Gambino, the person who probably uh, wishes she was part of the D'Angelo family, but um, somebody took her first name uh, with Adriana Rizzo there. Uh, she makes quick work of Tiki Chamorro here after hitting the chef's kiss. Jesse Jones defeated Ice Cold, making her tap out to an armbar. After this match, she pretty much said that she sh- should throw her name in the, um, the championship challenging match as well. The Beast defeated Vicky Lynn McCoy in an unsanctioned Falls Count Anywhere match. It got pretty vicious with a chair getting involved, and a finish came with the Beast catching McCoy off the apron through a table on the outside with a powerbomb for the pin. On NWA Power, we have a Turkey Gobbler match. Uh, it's about time we get some Thanksgiving stuff here. As Aaron Stevens versus uh, CJ, CJ from Magic Gang. She had Magic Gang in her corner, while Stevens had indie wrestlers the Carnies, who are Carrie Awful and Nick Iggy in his corner. They all get involved at the end. Um, at some point, in the, they all get in the ring and start wrestling. Uh, this match, by the way, was no grappling, just straight. But the guys on the outside cause a distraction as CJ rolls up Stevens right into the STF as Stevens taps out right away. And as a result, Stevens is forced to wear the turkey hat and gobble, which he tried to resist before eventually doing it. So similar to the Impact uh, turkey suit, but not, not really. We go to Father James Mitchell, who says that Miserably Faithful is stronger than ever now. Now that Sal Renaro and Gags Gimp have rejoined their ranks and said Maxi Impaler has been collecting titles in Japan and Europe and just might go after Mims. In his TV title next, Mitchell then called out Kenzie Page and says history will repeat itself and Max will defeat Page for her title. Kylie Page defeated the, de- the debuting Big Mama. Mama was overpowering the much smaller Kylie until finally dodging a uh, a running Mama to the corner as Kylie Page gets the roll-up for the pen. We get a promo from a new team, the Slime Balls, who are Slime Ball, Sage Chance, and Slime Time Tommy Rant. Uh, over-the-top, slimy-type gimmick here. Uh, it seems that they can win the crowd over easily here. It just reminds me of, like, some, I don't know, like dude where's my car or like salute your shorts old nickelodeon style like just very slimy uh type of characters here uh tim storm announced that he was returning to wrestling full time here as uh we go to the next match here with four new talents here is adrian thomas and hunter james defeated jackson drake and alexander lev um James and Drake both have appeared on AEW Dark in the past, as well as WWE as enhancement talents, but James gets the pin on Lev after hitting a brain buster. Nice little showcase here. Probably the best match on this show. We see footage of a training incident with Samantha Starr training in the ring as new NWE talent Chelsea uh, gets in the ring, but Starr keeps attacking her for no reason in a pretty brutal fashion here. There was no audio here. It just you, you just see this footage of Starr. It's like security footage of Samantha Starr beating up Chelsea for no reason. In the main event, the Southern Sixes, Alex Taylor, Carrie Morton, and Silas Mason defeated the new Spectaculars 1.0, Rolando Freeman, Rush Freeman, and they have found their newest member in Tyler Midas, who was the uh, skinny small guy that Rolando was so high on him last week. Uh, unfortunately, Midas took the brunt of the punishment before getting pinned by Alex Taylor, so I'm not sure if it's the permanent thing or if they're going to keep looking for uh, another member of Spectaculars here. We go to NXT Level Up as Tatum Paxley defeated Danny Palmer after turning on her two months ago. Paley hit the Cycle Trap finisher to get the pin and the win, and Riley Osborne defeated Tavian Heights. A good backstage promo from Tavian before the match, saying that Osborne would not be able to reach his heights. Osborne, though, gets the win after hitting a beautiful shooting star press 
Paxless. Uh, speaking of Paxley and Tavian Heights, they both appeared on main event, making their debut as Katana Chance defeated Tatum Paxley after hitting a rolling facebuster-like move for the pin, and Apollo Crews defeated Tavian Heights after, uh, who's also making his main event debut here. Uh, Crews stops him after hitting a frog splash to get the pin. A lot of frog splashes on this show. Shout out to Eddie Guerrero. Shout out to everybody for listening on this holiday here. I hope you had a great, wonderful day. Enjoy the food. Enjoy your free time. Enjoy your family time. And you'll see me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 